Today is Monday, April 9th, 2012. This is episode 219. Welcome to Countless Screaming Argonauts. I'm T-Fat-P, the Fabulous Penguin. And I'm Max. And this is Countless Screaming Argonauts, the podcast of record. Max, a lot of interesting record keeping kind of things happened this past couple of weeks. I'm going to throw it to you because I know you're dying to talk about the Supreme Court. I am. There's an awful lot of uh, legal stuff in the news. Actually, if you don't mind, I want to just, just mention the Trayvon Martin case first. Absolutely. Sure, I, go ahead. Do you want to posit a take on it? Well, you know, this is my this is my take on it. Number one. For everybody who says, "Oh, well, he was wearing a he was wearing a hoodie, he was out late at night, it was dark." Anybody who says that, they're just closet racists. I swear to God, they are. I ran into well, I ran into one on Facebook that just really? told me they blamed him. They said, "What do you expect if he's walking in in a neighborhood in a, in a hoodie at night?" I mean, come on, that's like blaming, really? that's like blaming a rape victim for wearing a miniskirt. Right? You can't wear right. a miniskirt because somebody might take advantage of you. Come on. You know where this comes from. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, besides racism in general, Geraldo Rivera said that on Fox News. He's an asshole. <laughs> but, uh, and, I, and I've heard a conversation about this. It, it might have been the TTN guys. And basically they, they were saying what I, I kind of think too as far as what Geraldo said, which is he was actually being – trying to be kind in his own way. He was trying to be paternalistic or protective. It's obviously an idiotic thing to say, and I'm sure he's caught all kinds of hell for I it. hope he did. I, I, I hope he does. Did. I don't think Geraldo Rivera is a racist. I think he's an idiot. Well, I was just going to say, on the CSA podcast, Continuum of Idiocy, okay, <laughs> with Rush Limbaugh and Glenn Beck being up at 10 and Bill yeah. O'Reilly being about an 8.5, I'd say Geraldo Rivera was at least a solid seven, possibly seven point five. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna give him five, but I guess I'm in a charitable <laughs> mood today. Well, I, I give him a go seven five because he also was the one who broadcast the troops' location when he was doing those reports. Yeah, that was that was you know not only stupid, it was it was highly wrong. <laughs> yes, so that's why we give him a seven point five. Yeah, all right, uh, you, you convinced me. Yeah, you know um, the kid was walking in a neighborhood at seven o'clock at night. The guy who who shot him didn't follow the protocol that he himself set up. He right. didn't follow it. And he had at least two neighbors report that he had spewed racial whatevers about the blacks coming into the neighborhood. So, I'm, I'm yeah. you know, that's as far as I'm concerned, that's, you know, signed, sealed and delivered. He's a racist and he should go to, you know, I don't think it was murder, probably manslaughter. Yeah. I, the only thing that sort of hangs me up at all, I mean, when I first heard about it, I was like, well, you know, this guy's got to go to jail. And, and, and I, I go back to the, the simplistic line that if the guy doesn't get out of his car, the young man lives. Mm-hmm. Um, if the guy follows protocol, the young man lives. Absolutely. The protocol is. was was that you were not supposed to confront somebody. You were supposed to call the police. He called the police. They said, don't do anything. We're sending a, a, a car. And he went and did it anyway by the time they got there. Right. And then he lied right. about it. He said that the kid beat him up and the pictures of him have no, absolutely no wounds or marks on him. 
yeah um that's i i i think i think that's true there was somebody screaming and 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 the, the forensics that we've heard so far uh supposedly say it was the kid here's my question if the guy doesn't follow protocol does the wrong thing has a gun which i would like to to see less people have um and he confronts the kid and the kid goes fuck you and punches him in the nose you know why are you pointing a gun at me which i consider at this point within the realm of possibility mm -hmm. does that change the circumstances enough does that mitigate do you think that that's justifiable is that self-protection because the kid punched you in the nose well, that's what I'm asking you. Yeah, I don't see that as self-protection. If the kid pulls a knife and lunges at him, absolutely. Not a problem with that at all. If the kid picks up a baseball bat off the ground and goes to swing it at him, absolutely. But if he punches right. him in the nose and just stands there, I don't think that's self-defense. What if he punches him in the nose and jumps on his chest? Eh, now we're getting into, I mean, you know, we could we could call it a six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah, you could you could add enough to that to make it seem justifiable. Right. So I to me I think you have to be threatened, that, Max. I think you have to be threatened. Oh, I agree, I agree with you. And and I'm I'm giving Zimmerman in this hypothetical all of the benefits of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I, uh, I would No. And and the next question is, have you heard of Alec? No. And I'm not going to be able to give you the full thing. It's like the American legislative uh, economic cartel. I can't think of the other two words. Mm -hmm. it, it's a right-wing legislation promoting group. Okay. And they've gotten these stand-your-ground laws passed in 20 states. You know, I heard about that, and I didn't realize this was a group that was doing it all across the states. I had heard that they that somebody had done it in what is that Florida? Florida, yeah, yeah, twenty states, uh, and there's there's somehow tied to the NRA. It's like you think. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I just can't tell you the ties, right? But yeah, it's it's known that they're tied to the NRA. Uh, my point in this is the damn Democrats won't even mention gun control, and the NRA has now won their political battles completely and that's not enough they're they're going even farther right well they're flogging i mean they're flogging the president and you have that whole group that thinks that the president's going to take their guns away so they're going out selling out guns right and and more guns have been sold in the last three years than any other stre stretch of three years you know on, and, a, on the on the csa continuum of idiocy <laughs> the american population is really tipping the six <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Um, so I, I have a real problem with this Alec group that I'd never heard of. Uh, and, I, and obviously I have a real problem with Zimmerman and, and what he did. And I agree with you, by the way. If the kid punches him in the nose, that doesn't give him a right to kill him. It probably gives him the right to punch him in the, in the nose back. Right. But you know what? At some point, it's still better to run away than to kill somebody. Yeah, but Max, you know when they have when they have that mindset that I've got to. Did you? I, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, Mrs. Fab Pete watches a lot of daytime. Has daytime television on in the background. Yeah. And they were talking about this guy whose son killed a girlfriend accidentally. 
Mm-hmm. Now, here's the deal. The guy is a gun owner. He keeps a gun in his bedroom under lock and key with the bullets locked and keyed. When his son turned 18, he gave his son a gun to keep in his room. Wow. They thought it was empty. He thought it was empty. It wasn't. He killed the girl. Oh, you know, this is the kind of this is the kind of scale of idiocy we're talking about. Well, and we hear this story every year. Absolutely. And often it involves a three-year-old, and often it involves somebody who thought the gun was empty. Absolutely. And, and it's always a tragedy. And people are, you know, people are bringing guns into bars and churches and college campuses, and and we just yeah. we just fall under this false pretense that the Constitution says, yeah, well, we have the right for guns. And it doesn't, right. and they don't, and it's crazy. Right. It's crazy. It is. It is. And I, and I could go on about it, both the gun thing and the, and the Trayvon Martin case. And ev- I, I, Sure. I was going to say, and every single day, every single day, it costs people their lives. You're right. You're right. And I agree with you completely, and, and, uh, and I think it's nuts. Next thing on my list is, is the Supreme Court, and in particular, first, uh, Scalia, who – just irritates the heck out of me. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it started, well, it, it probably started the day he was born. But, uh, it started when I, when I heard him being interviewed. I might have been 60 minutes. I'm not sure. And, and they were interviewing him about waterboarding. And they said, you know, it's a back and forth. But basically the point was, you don't think waterboarding is cruel and unusual punishment? And he said, no, it's not punishment. It's an interrogation technique. Yeah. You know, could we apply the CSA <laughs> scale of idiocy <laughs> to the Supreme Court? We could certainly apply it to Antolin. You know what? He's not an idiot. He's a hell of a smart guy. In, insincere, not genuine. I think he's a liar. I think he will lie intelligently for his cause and and it's always his cause. Yeah, I don't think you know. I don't think being an idiot and being smart are, are necessarily opposites. Opposites, because uh, you know I mentioned that guy on Facebook who, who drove me nuts about the well, about yeah. that case. That guy is very very smart. Yeah, he is, but he's got a, he's got a wrong attitude. He's I don't I don't know where he got it. Yeah, <laughs> but he's got one. Well, and I agree with you, but we have to do a little self reflection and say. How do we know where our attitude isn't wrong? Well, I, I put myself about one or two on that scale of idiocy. So, <laughs> so I, I'm aware of the fact that I can be an idiot. Yeah, well, and, and I, I've, we've done a whole show about I'm an idiot. Hey, so. and Mrs. Fad, uh, Mrs. Fad P would stand up and tell you just how much of an idiot <laughs> she, I am sometimes. She testify to. <laughs> All right. So, so having having been idiots, we, I, I I think uh, Mr. Scalia is is grossly unfair and often wrong and incredibly smug, and I find a problem with all of that. However, he was talking about the testimony we had last week, the three days of testimony about uh, the Affordable Care Act and the government mandating that everyone buy health insurance, which gets me to another topic. Mm -hmm. And and that's this idea of false equivalency and and that the the Republicans are incredibly bad and obnoxious politically, but the Democrats are bad too. Mm -hmm. But in fact, Obama has moved to the right and to the right. And every time he moves to the right, they go go further. They go further, right? And, And this mandate was a Republican idea. Mm-hmm. 
And, yes, it was. And back four years ago, right. John McCain said, yeah, we should do uh, environmental mm-hmm. uh, anti-pollution law that Obama wanted to get through. The Republicans said no. Right. You know, they, they were this, – John McCain this, was willing to admit there's global warming. This mandate – was supported by Newt Gingrich. It was supported by Rush Limbaugh. It was supported by uh, George Bush. I mean, it's been supported all along. But as soon as a Democrat says, okay, that's a really good idea. Let's try it. You know. Right. And so I just want to say, again, kind of for the record, one side is being accommodating and fair and compromising, and the other side is being intransigent assholes. Right. And that would be the Republicans, and on the idiocy, and on the idiocy scale, I think that puts them right about a solid A, A plus. Yeah, it's it's clearly what you and I seem to observe easily, which is they just don't want to give Obama anything. Right. And a lot it, of this, a lot of this is going to be these Republicans voting against things that are in their best interest. Yes. We're going to have people who are saying because Obama came up with it, and he's that black guy from Kenya. Who's a, who's a uh, you know who's a Muslim? It can't be right. a great idea, and it doesn't matter if I don't have health care anymore, you know, because it was Obama's idea. We don't want it. Right. It's like the guy in Mississippi that wants to get rid of food stamps, even though he's on them. Even though he's on them. Yep. How do you deal with a group that's completely unfair? I think you put them on that pasture island that we talked about a long time. Uh, oh yeah. You know we do. We do have to get John on the yes. show sometime. We tell him that it's a cruise to a place where, where Republicans <laughs> reign and just put him on Pasture Island, you know? Yeah. Really? You know, we should we should make sure guns are available. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, everybody should be required to carry two. That's right. Just in case. The first just in case, can. right. And no six shooters. You want eight eight millimeter burritos, <laughs> everybody, you know? That's right. Yeah, yeah, I think you're 12 right. 12 or 11, whatever it is. So you, anyway. Were you surprised at how contentious the hearings were? The Supreme Court arguments? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You weren't. No, I, and, I don't, and I, I don't have a problem with a judge taking an argument to its extreme. Right. Um, were you surprised that the Obama side didn't have a better speaker and a better argument present to be presented? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things I was going to bring up. <laughs> For a guy with a lot know, of political savvy, he may have blown that one. Yeah, um, just did a bad job and presumably been around there for years, which actually reminds me of another subject I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Republicans just digging in their heels and universally slowing down and stopping, if possible, every judicial nomination Obama puts out. I heard a number on Saturday, 138 judges have been confirmed that Obama's administration is nominated. In the first four years of George Bush, 200 were. Uh-huh. And it's it's not because the nominations aren't being made. It's because the Republicans are just saying no and stonewalling, and they're, they're using fil- filibusters. So, again, they're just being unfair and ridiculous. And the idea that you should deal fairly with an opposite side who is completely unfair is, is unfair. Sure. Idea. It's very stupid. Yeah, yeah I agree. You're, you're speaking to the choir here for this one. Yeah. So, But I, having said that, I like to take an argument to its extreme, which to me, the gun argument is, well, then everyone should be allowed to own their own nuclear weapon. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because, uh, <laughs> otherwise. Absolutely, because the Constitution point, says it. The Constitution says we have the right to nuclear weapons. The, it's in there. Mm-hmm. But well, and yes, I, though. You know, if you're if you're Islamic, you can't. Well, of course, and no. if you're Indian, no. you can't, and if you're Russian, because you're not American, and if you're Chinese, Chinese, you can't, and if you're Korean, you can't. But if you're American, you have the right to a, a nuclear weapon. It's, it just makes sense. Yeah, I, I read a very, very interesting article in the Atlantic this week about this about this experience, and what it. I'm I'm going to make the jump here. Okay, the jump here is is that Obama may have purposely did what he did in terms of choosing the Solicitor General and, and coming up with a weak argument because, A, he knew that the Supreme Court was going to rule 5-4 to four anyway, and B, that that would then allow him to run against the Supreme Court for president because right now there's like 65 or 68% of Americans are in favor of universal health care, and Obama stood right. out there and said, hey, I gave you universal health care, and they took it away. Well, that's interesting because I think you're right. Sixty to sixty-five percent of Americans are in favor of universal health care, mm-hmm. but about sixty percent of Americans are opposed to the universal mandate, right? Because they can hold conflicting thoughts in their heads, and it doesn't make any sense. It's cognitive dissonance. Yep. Hey, again, you're speaking to the choir on this one. <laughs> Cosmic so, dis- dissidents is a nice way of saying they're assholes, though, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, no, no. In this case, I, I'm not. I, I, I'm. I am saying they're assholes. But cognitive dissonance is <clears throat> is just one of those basic human things. I, I think I told you before about a conversation I had with my friend's young kid back when he was younger, where he asked me the question. Why can't people change their minds? Right. And it's a really good question. And it's very difficult unless you're arguing baseball and you've got a book of statistics. Mm-hmm. Somebody say, okay, I'm wrong. But there's another case I wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, and, and I can't tell you the name of it because I didn't do enough of my research. But there was a citizen who was riding in a car. Now, I, the guy was in the passenger side riding with his wife. They were stopped uh, for a traffic stop. He had a document that that said, I am myself. I was arrested once before, and this is to prove that I am not that guy. I, I had to go get this all sorted out before. Right. So the police arrested him, took him to jail, strip searched him, took him to a different jail, strip searched him again. And the case came to the Supreme Court, and they said – do you have a constitutional right to not be strip searched if you haven't been convicted of anything mm-hmm. twice? Right. And uh, the Supreme Court said, "Yeah, we're protecting the police." Yeah, yeah. This is this is the same uh, the same kind of theory that says that you know if you want to have an abortion, you have to have a transvaginal um, ultrasound. Right. Right. You know, it's <laughs> exactly the, the conversation that I had yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, they're shoving. Vaginal probes up women. They're shoving their fingers in men's asses, and this is a a, a, a less invasive government. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, Max. It just doesn't make any sense. So anyway, that that's kind of what I wanted to rant about. Well, I, um, I'm certainly glad you did. Now I got one that may be interesting that you might want to jump on too. All right, all right. 
The Atlantic, again, from the Atlantic. I'm enjoying reading the Atlantic. The Atlantic That's had an article right. this week that said that Middle America, they find a Middle America from the Gulf of Mexico, just outside of Georgia, all the way up into Montana. That's the middle of the country. That's the Gulf of the USA. Right. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> has experienced a massive increase in 3.0 plus earthquakes. Oh. And one of the proposed theories behind why is fracking. Yeah. Yeah. A guy at work who said it's it's not even up for debate anymore. It is causing these. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I certainly don't know. But I, I, it's a possibility. And, you know, what if they knock down the Washington Monument? Yeah. You know, they'll blame it on some black guys. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, you know, because I saw some black guys with hoodies standing around it just moments before it collapsed. It's hard for me to imagine, big as the earth is, that we can go ahead and and uh, drill a mile down. The mantle is what, 20 miles deep? At least, but... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and just by injecting pressured water that we can we can cause category three earthquakes but right. well let me get a quote from this article yeah, yeah the conclusion of the environmental working group noted that there were four hundred thousand wells drilled between 2001 and 2010 which was a 65 percent increase over the previous 10 years they also noted that new extraction techniques require vast amounts of water to be injected into the ground chesapeake which is a Drilling company estimates they use 5 million gallons of water per well. How many wells? 400,000 plus 65%. No, 400,000 in the last 10 years. I'm sorry. Four, that's what I thought you said. And I went, no, you must have said 400. No, 400,000 wells. wells? Yes, were drilled between 2001 and 2010. Each well requires about 5 million gallons of water. And so lots of wells plus lots of water injected underground can change the subterranean conditions and lead to more earthquakes. Wow. You know, the Constitution says you can inject whatever you want under high pressure at a mile deep. (laughs) Strict constructionism. Right. Yep. I'm sure it says it right there. It's right next to the nuclear weapons clause. (laughs) That's right. Wow, that's very interesting. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that study, this environmental working group study, was based on a United States ex- Army experience back in the 60s. You know, that's, that's when they first discovered the effects of uh, CO2 on the atmosphere. Right. The, uh, the, I saw this thing on Discovery, maybe I mentioned it, that they were, they were trying to make heat-seeking missiles. Mm-hmm. And they found that they were missing, and they, when they did the science – I said, well, the temperature of the atmosphere has changed because of the carbon dioxide concentration. Right. Yep. yep. So, I mean, it's all – the scientists in the military, in the military-industrial complex, all know about it. Right. But you just can't convince a Republican about no, it. No, of course not. The United States Army, by the way, in the 60s was able to drill deep wells, inject water, causing enough stress on underlying rocks to generate an earthquake. Yeah, like I said, the guy at work said it's it's not even up for debate. Right. Speaking so. of studies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <clears throat> 
were we speaking of studies? We weren't, but but we could oh. if you'd like. I, uh, all right, let's talk about studies. Okay. I, I, I've come up with uh, five studies that I thought were interesting and uh, that you might like to comment on. Okay. The first one is why do people wear clothes? Um, because they, they're not hairy anymore? Yeah. I'm doing the – the expression for expand that a little. Okay. Um, well, because genetically we used to be very, very uh, hairy, as right. as Neanderthals or cavemen or whatever you want. You know, if you know, right. six thousand years ago, if you're a Republican, um, <laughs> and um, that was what kept us warm. But now, as that bingo, hair, that's it. Right. <laughs> they did a study <laughs> in the journal Current Anthropology. It was 2008, mm-hmm. and they said. That they studied Aborigines, and they found that the natives who lived in colder areas wore more clothes. There you go. It's science. Absolutely. I knew it. <laughs> you did know Forget it. Forget about all this genetic stuff. Forget about all this Darwin <laughs> stuff. It's, it's cold to wear more clothes. Obviously. It's science. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> um, a Japanese group did a study. You want to know what causes traffic jams? Uh, too many cars. Well, that's a good guess, but actually, it's people slowing down. Oh, you know, I've seen that. I've heard about that before. Yes, people slow down because they think something's happened ahead of them, and that causes right. a chain reaction. It's the Long Island Expressway right. in uh, yes. rush hour. When everyone drives and right. people die. There was there was a place near my house where I grew up where the Long Island Expressway went up a little hill, and the trucks would slow down because they couldn't make it up the hill as fast, right. and it always and created always, always created a traffic jam there. Yep. There's a neat little movie. They, it's such a strange study. They have, they have uh, put cars in a circle. They put about 40 cars in a circle and drove them around. Mm-hmm. And they had one slow down, and there was a, a little wave that moved backwards through the circle. Right. That's funny. There's a certain similarity to physics there. So slowing down causes traffic jams. Slowing down causes traffic jams. That, that could be a reward winner. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I know these are these are things that will stretch your mind and, and make you wonder this evening as you're falling asleep. All right, things that make me go, huh? <laughs> yes. This one was, was actually a little bit interesting. What is the half-life of a teaspoon? Hmm. And the reason that that was important is because of... Because in this university that did the study, their teaspoons went missing. Okay, you know, I was going to say that. I was going to say that or a restaurant. A restaurant reported it. So teaspoons disappear. What is the incident of teaspoon loss per 100 teaspoon years and the teaspoon half-life thereof? I, I, I don't know. Maybe two or three years, I bet. Uh, it, it's actually much, much shorter than that. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 56 of the 70 teaspoons that were marked and placed about the university uh, in tea rooms, this is, uh, again, Australia, mm-hmm. went, went missing within 42 days if it was a communal tea room. And if it was a particular group's tea room, it took 77 days. Amazing. And you know but, why I knew I, I know about this kind of thing? <laughs> Why? Because where I worked in a facility, a right, state institution, yeah. they had to order spoons all the time. They didn't have to yeah. order knives and forks as much, but they always had to order spoons. Because yeah. the spoons, it's like the sock in the washing machine. <laughs> it is. 
and they and they tested spoons of various values and niceness, mm-hmm. and it it was irrespective of spoon quality. <laughs> you know what would work though? A, a spoon that was three feet long. <laughs> a spoon with a giant circular tab attached to it by a chain. Right. Either that, or you know, one of those one of those collars that people wear around their ankles, the ankle bracelets. That yes. that would that would slow down the theft of them. I think they should do that. They should they should weld their spoons to their <laughs> tables. That would be a Republican response to that, you know. <laughs> no, the Republican response would be. Everybody. Give all the people who are taking tea guns. <laughs> right. You're right. Uh, you're right. All right. Now, this one also was interesting. We're, we're going down the interesting list. Mm-hmm. And this is my last one. If you're about to get in a bar fight and you see that your wife's beer bottle is full and your beer bottle is empty, which one is better to use to smash in the skull of the offending patron that's giving her. A I believe hard time. it's a full bottle. It turns out, according to the way they structured the study, that both bottles will in fact crack your skull. Uh-huh. The stress point on a full bottle is lower than on an empty bottle. Mm-hmm. But okay. both of them are are more effective than punching the guy in the head. Absolutely. I, I that that's no doubt. But, but I'm disappointed, Max. We don't have any why do lesbians drink studies. <laughs> well, come on. You know, what, what's more more damaging to the skull, a full bottle or an empty bottle? Yeah, that may be. That may be it. That's real science? That could be. That could be. Yeah. I understand. I, it, the way the thing reads, it makes it feel like this was prepared for a court case. Uh-huh. Probably. Well, yeah, may have been. But uh, they, they call it... Uh, a J impact energy and full bottles broke at 30 J impact energy and empty bottles broke at 40. Hmm. And both of them surpassed the minimum fracture threshold of the human neurocranium. <laughs> so what, basically, you know what this says is if you get in a bar fight, you got to pull out a gun, <laughs> right? Essentially. That's- According to Antonin Scalia. Yeah, I think so. I think so. There's only one more thing to say, and we're done. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Mitt Romney is a moron. Oh, I, thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for bringing that up. I completely. I was so enthralled with the Supreme Court, I forgot to mention it. I, I left it hanging there for you, too. You, you did. Know, it, you did. It was, it was a total non sequitur. It's, it's because we haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks, and I kind of got out of the routine. We did. We missed a week last you week. Know, so. so. Apologize to all our loyal fans, and I think this was, I think this was a great one. Max, we both laughed, we both cried. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> Good night, dude. <laughs>